0: Morning. How are you all doing? Oh, good. Okay. Can I start this morning with a quick illustration? Is that all right? First weekend in March 2018, the tail end of the the Beast from the East. Remember that? Phil and I were going to meet a friend in Richmond, Yorkshire, and go up to Newcastle upon Tyne to see a concert. And despite the warnings, the journey was absolutely fine, and we got to Newcastle, there was snow on the ground, so the Geordies at least had T-shirts on. (laughs) We went to see a guy who'd been popular with a band in the 1990s, and he'd released a a long-awaited solo album, and he was playing the original band's first album from start to finish as well. And while we were waiting for the concert to start, we were there, and we got chatting to a couple. She was a fan. She brought her husband along and she remembered buying the album 25 years ago which I thought was impressive as it only came out 21 years ago. <laughs> and she said she still listens to it every Saturday night before going to bed with a glass of wine. And she started saying which of the songs she enjoyed I'm saying yes yeah, good song great song and then I volunteered the biggest song the biggest hit this band had off the album. I said what and she went that's not on the album. I said it is. Isn't it? No, it's not. I says it is. No, it's not. And she would not have it. In the end, Phil Miles turned to another guy and said, Excuse me, mate, is this song on the album? And the guy went, Yeah, and gave him that look of bewilderment to say, like, Why would you need to ask me that, given that you've come to see the, this guy? And in the end she turned to her husband and says, Malcolm, why is this song not on my album? Well I suggested the problem may be that perhaps she's drinking too much wine before she goes to sleep and she's she's asleep before the song comes on but she didn't have that. Why start with that story today? Because it got more bizarre from there but why start with that story? Well it's just to illustrate that you can hear things and not take them in. You can hear some things maybe so often that you become blase about them or immune to it. So That's where we're going to start this morning, by briefly looking back at what God has said over the last 12 months. Is that okay? Well, I'm doing it anyway. So, what has God said? We're just looking back 12 months, eh, because we're short on time. And if we need to fill any gaps or you want to know more, come and see us afterwards. But also, just 12 months back, because you know what, God isn't schizophrenic. Usually, when you're looking back, you can start to see how God's been knitting things together. So, the last 12 years builds on what's gone before. Yeah, it's not different. So, across the last 12 years, 12 months, 12 months, sorry, how does what God has said fit in with what He said before and what's, what have been the moments of revelation or new instruction? Well, thinking about it, the main ways that God has spoken to us are through planned teaching through guest speakers, through the prophetic team and the prophets. That's prophets with a P-H, not the double Fs. And also through the wider arena. So plan teaching over the last 12 months, we've done two series. We've done Emotionally Healthy Spirituality and we've done Hebrews. Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, freedom from ourselves, freedom from our past, our expectations, knowing our limits. And then we looked at Hebrews, a greater way no longer bound by the old covenant with something greater than the world can offer us. We've had had guest speakers, haven't we? And to name just two, we had Deck and Chipper in January 2019, start of the year. Both of them, fortnight apart, independently said, you're here temporarily and you're going home. And Deck also gave a warning about who we partner with. And Chipper gave a a word about working with the Polish community. And if that rings any bells, then come and see me afterwards, because at the moment... I don't know where that fits we've had the prophetic team haven't we they meet monthly and we've had people the the prophets people bringing words during services and writing things down and can I encourage you if you have a word from God please write it down and hand it in because we'd like to try and keep them all together and collect them so we can go back and try and see what God's saying One of the words given to the prophetic team was around Isaiah 54. And bear in mind what I said about we're looking back 12 months because it should build on what's gone before. And actually, Isaiah 54 was given to us about five or six years ago as a word. And church, we're encouraged to sing a new song, to burst into song and shout for joy. And as we do, the miraculous is going to be released. Amen? We said we had words from prophets and... Andre came to see us before the, the, uh, the service this morning and said that he felt he had a word from God. So we're going to go to that right now. So Andre, if you can come in and share what God's laid on your heart today, please.
1: morning, everyone. was musing this morning about uh, vision day and how exciting it's going to be and thinking about what might be said and so on and uh, then I thought well I wonder what God's vision is for us so I asked myself do you know what's God's vision for us what would you say this morning if I put you on the spot and said well what's God's vision for us Uh, fortunately I didn't have to wait very long because I felt the Holy Spirit sort of direct me to this scripture. and Maybe you'll recognize this. Hopefully you will. What I'd like to ask you is, where are you in these few verses of scripture? This is Jesus speaking. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me and I in you. That they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. I in them, and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that you have sent me, and have loved them as you have loved me. And I thought, that's it, isn't it really? That's God's vision for us. That we might be one as a group of people, that we might be one in the Godhead. And in all of that oneness, people that are around who don't know him at the moment will come to know him because we are one. We're building the building, yes, and we've heard so much how we're building a group of people, yes, one in him. And so as we are one in him, one with each other, then people will be added to us and so i thought thank you holy spirit for giving me the answer to the question because i couldn't think of the answer to the question thanks for the borrow of your bible rachel
0: thank you andre thank you thank you see god's speaking to us isn't he the the final one what's god said to us through our wider connections the wider arena because we've got a role to play in in the, the wider picture haven't we through our connectivity with love warsaw and love black country Well, there's a belief that God has spoken to the leaders of Love Black Country and said, give me a decade, give me 10 years. And the team are working out what exactly that means. And if you were at the joint Pentecost service at St. Matthew's, you'll have heard it from Tim Fellows. Uh, And we've mentioned it already at Junction 10 that that this word's been been given to, to Love Black Country. And there'll be more to come about that. But a date for your diary. You thought we'd had the notices, but a date for your diary. 4th of January 2020 a joint Black Country Church event at the Bethel Convention Centre in West Bromwich, together for 2020. Can we mobilise 3,000 people to come together to worship on a Saturday night? Yeah. Yes, excellent. So we have more to come about that. But sometimes we hear things at different stages, don't we? Some are clear about the 10 years, others have been or are being convinced, uh, with, with it being backed up by other words and, and actions. Uh, and as Commercial and governmental bodies are adopting and implementing 10-year strategies and plans. Why shouldn't the church be thinking strategically and seeking God for this period of time as well? Warsaw church leaders went away for 24 hours last year and planned to do the same in October this, to seek what God wants from us in this 10 years. Kev's told us that Mayor Andy Street told Lord Way that um, the focus of their high street regeneration or rebirth strategy in the Midlands had to be Warsaw. And at the heart of that is Jesus and the church working in partnership with uh, commerce, tourism, and other sectors. Now the 10 years for us at Junction 10, we know that for the first half of that, we've got a building plan, haven't we? That first half of that 10 years, we've got a building plan. Alongside that, though, we need to plan and seek God how we become a church that not just moves into that building, but inhabits that building. Because it doesn't stop when we cross the threshold for the first time. Because when we're there, what will the second half of that decade look like for us? See, we started off by looking back, but already we're looking forward, yeah? we'll catch up in a minute? We're looking forward. We're already planning ahead, and we're looking forward to what God's got planned. And don't worry if the thought of 10 years or 5 years frazzles your brain, because it does mine, um, because there'll be some more personal challenge coming up as well this morning. The question is, though, Why? Why are we looking back at what God has said and why are we doing Vision Sunday? Well, the vision is why. The vision is why we do what we do, and the vision is that Warsaw will be saved. Amen? Amen. Our part is to hear that and to work out how we achieve that vision. And we know very clearly that God has called us as a church to build community with Jesus at the centre. So the vision is Warsaw will be saved. Our mission, the how, is to build Jesus with community build community with Jesus at the centre. And we've called this morning the Talents Challenge. And going back to what God has said and how he's spoken to us, on Sunday the 20th of January, I brought a message from the Parable of the Talents. And the podcast is available if you want to hear it again. You can skip through the first four minutes, five minutes, because it's an update on the healing on the streets. So it's about half an hour in total. Um, But I'm briefly going to summarise that message this morning. Okay. So... I went to the story of the talents, the the parable of talents in November. I was out speaking and I felt that's where I was led. And I was preparing. And as I was preparing, I felt that there was something in it for us at Junction 10 as well. Didn't have an opportunity to share it at the time. But it came up 20th of January. The opportunity was there. The parable of the talents. You'll find it Matthew 25 verses 14 to 30. We won't read it this morning, but I'll quickly go through the story for you. Wealthy man. Going on a journey, gave three of his servants some of his wealth to look after. He gave the first five talents or five bags of gold, depending on which version you read. The second he gave two bags and the third he gave one bag. The five talent and the two talent servant put the money to work, got 100% return on it. Another five talents, another two talents, which meant when the master came back, they handed over ten talents and four talents respectively. The one talent servant buried his in the ground. And simply dug it up when the master returned, handing it back to him exactly as it had been entrusted to him. Master, very happy with servants one and two. Well done, good and faithful servants. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Servant three, very unhappy. And I felt that God was saying that this, this, the challenge to us was what we have isn't ours, we're only stewards of it, as ultimately everything belongs to God. But we are expected to use what we've got, been given. Now the talents in the parable refers to a sum of money, doesn't it? But obviously there's a, very, a clear link, talents has got another meaning. And the principle around using our money equally applies to using the unique talents that we've each been given. And we said to use, that we've got to use what we've been given. And to do that we've got to recognise our calling, yeah? So there was an individual challenge for us. Because my talents are different to yours, and different to yours, and yours are different to mine. And looking at this again, it struck me that all the servants went off individually to decide what to do with the talents that they were given. We looked as well at the seeming unfairness of the distribution of the talents between the servants. Why did one get five and another get one? But we read that each servant received talents according to his ability and that responsibility is tied to ability, calling is tied to ability, and we're only given what we can handle. The distribution of talents doesn't, seems unfair to us, but the kingdom of God works on the principles of what is best and what is just. We have to use what we've been given, and don't envy somebody else's calling. Be obedient in your own calling, and use your talents to the max that you've been given and, and trusted with. Don't try and copy somebody else, because you might be trying to t- return five talents, when you've been given two to start with, and all you'll do is burn out. And we said that we may actually, we all of us may want to be that five-talent servant, servant. but Luke 12, 48 warns that from everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded, and from, from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. The five talents doesn't sound so appealing then, does it? So don't be disappointed in your calling. If it's from God... What could be greater than fulfilling God's will, the calling that he's given you, what he's called you to do? And actually, as we're faithful in that, he gives more. There was also a challenge to the church leadership, the elders and, and trustees. And in my notes, I'd made comment about a challenge for us to use the resources that we have been given. More than just putting them in the bank, I actually said that morning, more than I planned to, more than I'd written down. And taking it from the podcast, this is what I said. For the leaders of the church, if we follow the principle of the, ta- of the parable of the talents, there is a call for us as leaders to use the resource we've been given, to work with the resources we have to multiply them. We are going to have to multiply them to get the building. But I think there's a message here for the leadership of the church. We can put money in the bank. That's what the master told the servant with one talent. You could do that, and at least we get the interest. But actually, if you put the money to work, rather than sitting on it and waiting for it to accrue interest if we put it to work and what that means I wasn't quite sure it may mean that we use some of it to engage specialists like we said that we need to so actually money's going out and you don't see any seeming development on the land because the building's not going up yet of what we initially spent but we've got to put the money to work to get to the end results does that make sense that's what I said on that morning well those comments were heard and they were picked up at the next trustees meeting. You'll hear a bit more about how we've been obedient to that later. But quickly, just for me to bring this section to a close, i reference about using the resources that we had. And so I just want to share a quick snapshot of our finances. Uh, these are from the AGM, so some of you will have already seen them. But if you haven't, just a few slides are going to come up on the screen. Our overall income in 2018 was $280. 200 thousand eight hundred and twenty eight pounds and thank you for that yeah. it was split £42,179 to the London Building Fund the Restricted Fund and £158,649 £158,649 to the regular account you can see on the table how it came in behind me and can we encourage you if you can gift aid on your giving and you don't please fill the form in you'll see that 18% of the income was through tax recovery. And we know that we won't have been able to claim gift aid on all of that 6,800 pounds, but we don't know what we could have been able to claim it on. See, we largely set budgets based on the previous year's income, and we allocate most of it to various departments. There may be a few pounds left unallocated at the end of the year. So when you see a surplus, that's because budgets haven't been fully spent. And we talked about the reserve and we have to keep so much money back for contingency so that if everyone stopped giving and we pray that you don't but if everybody stopped giving we'd be able to continue to operate for a period of time and we have reserves above that contingency figure and those total reserves are on the slide these are the unrestricted funds and it was this part where the challenge came about leaving it in the bank gradually accruing interest or actually should we be making that money work and multiplying it. Can I thank you this morning for your continued giving, from all of us. And we can only do the church can only operate as it does because of the giving that people that do. Can I challenge us also, though? Because you know what, God could deposit not five million pounds. God could deposit ten million pounds in our bank account tonight, and we say meant to that. But actually, if we are to build a community, be a community with Jesus at the centre, there's a challenge for us around obedience, and that includes giving. So if you don't give yet, maybe try starting. What can you joyfully give? Start somewhere in obedience to the call to give. Can you gift out that? You'll give more and it'll cost you nothing more. Are you already giving at the moment? Can we give more than what we're currently giving? Are we giving 10% yet? And I know with the cost of living, with bills going up, it's not possible always to give the 10% because once the bills are paid, you've got less than 10% left. But what can we give? Because it's said, isn't it, it's not what you give, it's what you keep back. And then what do you do with the windfalls when they come in? So please consider your giving as it opens up more options, doesn't it, for us as a church and more ministry opportunities for us to step into, okay? We've got to that part. We're going to take our offering now. We're going to sing. We're going to take our offering.
2: Beautiful. Thank you. Okay. I'm a paper person normally, and uh, I bought my laptop just in case. It's a good job because I've uh, misplaced my notes, can't find it. It's one of them days, one of them weeks, one of them weekends. So if I suddenly go, oh, hang on, because it's gone uh, into safe mode, you'll have to just bear with me. Okay, so we're on to building. So we've heard about talents, and we've heard about that kind of stuff. And uh, Junction 10 is built on fivefold ministry. So Jesus set up the principle right at the very beginning, right back in the New Testament. And Jesus distributed talent throughout the early church. And he still does now. He trained people and he released them into ministry. Nothing's changed. He still gives talent. Ephesians 4 says, Christ gave these gifts to people. He made some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to go and tell the good news, some to care and teach God's people. Christ gave these gifts to prepare God's holy people for the work of serving. And this work must continue, it says. Our goal, in the version that I'm reading, says, is to become like a full-grown man, to look just like Jesus. Wouldn't that be great if we, each of us, were to look like Jesus? I don't mean manly and with a beard. I just mean to look like Jesus. Okay? So building individually and building corporately. How are we going to do that? Well, it's really simple. We said it last year, and we're we're, we're still on it. Okay? And they're still the same. And the four points are going to come up behind me. To know God to find freedom, to discover purpose, and to make a difference. That's the four things that we're asking you to look at, whether you've been a Christian for five minutes or 50 years. The responsibility is on everyone. Okay? As elders and trustees, we ensure that we have good governance And we provide a structure and opportunities for the maximum amount of people to know God, which is an initial acceptance, yes, but an ongoing seeking to know him and his character and his word. We've already heard some of the how from from Joe, the teaching program, but our conversations when we hear people's stories, when we're creating prayer spaces and opportunities during festivals, and then finding freedom, we get revelation for freedom during um, worship, whether it's corporately or personally, and learning through the Sundays and the journey groups We've already talked about the fact that we've just finished Hebrews and the emotionally healthy spirituality. We all need God's word to impact our day to day and surrender our whole lives. Then there's discover purpose. What makes you tick? What brings you alive in him? To love God and loving others. Try an area or a team. If that isn't for you, then speak to us and we'll try something else. It's a case of having a go. You ain't never going to swim the channel if you don't put on a swimsuit first, are you? And get in the water. And you might have to start off with armbands or a woggle. Okay, But then you build up your muscles and you get a bit further. And you might think, I'll, I'll do that. Oh, do you know what? I don't think that prayer stuff's... Oh, I can't lose my concentration. I don't think I could do that. But I could do some cards. Or I could stand and shake hands with folks. And it's about working out where you're at. What's your ministry? Most of us will lean to one of the fivefold at least. So it might be apostolic. You might be all about what's going on around and what we're doing outside and what's and being sent out. It might be prophetic, really seeking what God's saying for us. It might be teaching, expounding and exploring the word. It might be pastoral, making sure that everybody's gathered in and cared for and looked after and nobody's left out. It might be evangelistic. There might be something burning within you that you have got to tell every single person that you meet that Jesus loves them, he's got a plan for them and they need to accept accept him as their Lord and Saviour. There are new ministries within you. God has placed dreams and ministries within you. What are they? We want you to ask yourselves, there's questions coming up. We want you to ask yourselves, do I know God more today than yesterday? Have I found freedom or am I finding freedom? Have I discovered my purpose? Am I making a difference? As elders, we're intentionally looking at membership and partnership, increasing our journey groups as part of building people, which means we need to release leaders. For you guys, it means having a midweek discipleship or pastoral space. We have to have a structure to cope with an influx of people. And that takes all of us. We've been intentional about the teaching programme. We've got a team that steer this with direction from the elders. Folks, we are intentional about keeping Jesus central in uh, in your life, tools through the teaching programme that are to equip you on your journey. We're intentionally wanting to increase the amount and opportunities for prayer within Junction 10, corporately in groups and as individuals. For Sue's strategy as youth and children's pastor, it's discipleship, not entertainment, which is why we've had children coming up, receiving certificates for choosing Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour. And we're also encouraged, she's encouraging them to grow in their faith, to build their faith as their commitment to Jesus and sharing their faith. Our values offer us to be missional. It says so on the sign. So it must be true. And that's for all of us, that's adults, that's young people and children, nobody left out, everyone the same. We're intentionally seeking ways to increase the amount of ministry. We want folks serving and ministering the community, the geographical areas of Allenwell, Darleston, Willanore, Warsaw, and the Black Country. We're intentionally developing our Prophetic team, 2019, we've been taking an area, an aspect of, uh, of church life at most months. And those with prophetic gifting are seeking God. They're coming together and they're praying into those areas. We're praying for those who are involved in that area. We're alternating between Saturdays and weekdays. We're being intentional to create opportunities for people to grow in ministry and gifting. Short term missions is just one example. We've had a lot of interest with India. We're taking, we wanted to make it accessible to many. We're taking a team of seven people in October. And in that process is a process of planning, prayer, and training. It's not just fundraising. And we've been approached already by folk that are wanting trips, uh, a short-term mission trip to Europe. But with all this said and done, there's a big but. But it depends on you. Turn to the person next to you, please. Turn to the person next to you and say, she's talking about you. This is not about the leadership or the eldership doing all the stuff. We can provide structure, but it ain't going to work and we ain't going to hit it and we ain't going to build a church and all that stuff unless we're all doing it. And that means knowing God more today than yesterday, of finding freedom, discovering your purpose and making a difference.
3: Good morning, there's a song that's just come to my mind, here he goes, them that's got shall have, them that's not shall lose, so the Bible says, and it's still good news, papa may have, mama may have, but God bless the child that's got his own, that's got his own. Who sang that song? You don't know. Gosh. Anybody know it? Billie Holiday? The jazz singer from back in the day? Actually taken from, in part, from the parable of the talents, right? And as Rachel said, folks, we're going to talk about the building. We are, right? But if if all you want to hear about is the building, or if all you want to hear about is how certain members of the leadership have been articulating about the building, then I think we've missed it, right? All of you have a mandate and calling from God, as Rachel said, right? All of you are special in your own way, some more special than others, but you have a calling a mandate of God that is to be released. And I want to talk a little bit about how individually, yes, but corporately, we are building community or seeking to. Now, as you know, we have a theme of, or themes of work, live, play, learn, and worship for our, for our building project. And as you also know, because we do monthly building updates, we are, in faith, five years away from that building becoming a natural reality. Yes? Yeah. Okay. So, with it five years, uh, being five years away, What are we going to do in the meantime? Right? Are we just going to wait for it? Yes, do some fundraising activities. Are we going to just coast along, treading water, waiting for the big, long awaited vision to be realized? Of course, we're not. And as we've constantly said, we are not or we should not be defined by the building, right? Not defined by a building which was in the past, long celebrated, even mourned after. Not defined as the people who demolished it. And can I suggest not defined as the ones who will replace it with a five-story Area Resource Center, but we should be defined as those who are building a community with Jesus at the center. And folks, as we have stepped out in faith, and I think when Joe gave that word on talents some months ago, he's articulated in part about how we are utilizing or should be utilizing the reserves we've got. He was only talking about the unrestricted funds, but we have restricted funds, as you know, which are pertaining to the building, which could only be used for the development of the building. And we said uh, probably 12 months ago now that we were going to use some of those funds to uh, uh, release uh, experts and people to help us in that journey. Do you remember? And that's exactly what we've done. So we haven't just sat on the funds and waiting for the rest of it to happen. We had, we've deployed them. So let's have a little quick run through right actually I love that picture right every one of those people is a story every one of those people has an individual vision but it is also about us together yes okay so what's happened since we made that investment of the restricted fund talent next slide please Joe right so I'm going to tell you some stuff now to say what's happened with the return of our investment some of it is still to be revealed, but I'm going to give it to you as it is now. Is that okay? Right. So let's start with the learn theme. We said in our building that um, we were going to have a, some sort of Bible college type activity in the facility. Do you remember? Yes? So we've been looking with partners, working with partners to say, would you come on the journey with us? To have a Bible college open up in uh, five years' time. And so we've been talking to uh, a number of individuals and individual organizations. And suddenly, as the conversations have been happening, things have started to resonate with perhaps what God is, is saying for us to do and where we're going, right? Um, let's start with Love Black Country. Love Black Country, which is what Joe alluded to, this collective of churches and church based. Organisations which Junction 10 has been at the heart of for nearly 20 years, still forming it and, and, and seeking the peace and prosperity of our region, saying the black country will be saved. 1.2 million people need to hear G- the gospel message. That's what we've been part of. But they've got a, a, a vision, a mission about releasing um, youth workers um, to working communities, but they need training. So we've been in that conversation. So is there something between what you want to do and what we want to do? Is there something we can do together? And in having that conversation, suddenly, a conversations end up with the Church of England, believe it or not. Uh, the Diocese of Birmingham, and now more recently, the Diocese of Lichfield, to say, actually, we need some help in how we train up um, the different aspects and jobs within um, the life of the church, from curates to youth leaders. And we are now at the heart of those next conversations to say how can we release those resources in order to make this work in Warsaw and in Birmingham. You'll remember that I mentioned another Bible College for mission. The chap up there in the corner uh, is the principal Martin Robinson, um, well-known um, uh, author, uh, well-known in, in thinking at how we do church. Um, we've got. We've had a number of meetings to say how could formation mission physically be based with us. And the one thing at the end of our discussions, and we've got meetings with their board in, in the next couple of weeks, was wouldn't it be great as a test bed to see whether that building is viable, whether we almost had a prototype Bible college before the building comes into being. And that thing about doing stuff now in view of the future is a theme which we think the lord's been telling us so we're now going to explore what it means alongside love black country and the church of england about having a prototype bible college hub in warsaw and we're suggesting on in around the allenwell estate right as a as a as a prelude to the building coming open over these next one to five years okay Next slide, please. So um, that was this week. This was, that was Thursday. And in that picture, um, that's me in the corner, if you put your glasses on, right? But that, yes, the glory, the glory's is on him, yeah. That is the um, council leaders' chambers in Warsaw, Warsaw Council, right? And you've got the Regen Director, Simon Tranter. You've got the deputy leader, Councillor Adrian Andrew, who both has the um, the regeneration portfolio, and the little Chin- uh, the guy l- l- part of the little Chinese guy. The guy next to him is Tony Stark from the Avengers, right? <laughs> he isn't, but people, people that's what he, he thinks he is anyway. And the other guy is the aide to the little Chinese chap, who is Lord Wade. Remember we mention Lord Wei? a Christian Chinese peer who I would worked with some years ago and suddenly miraculously turns up out of the blue to say, Kevin, I need to work with you because Mayor Andy Street wants to use Warsaw as a prototype to how we can transform high streets um, across the region and potentially for the nation. Wow, right? And the outcome of that meeting this Thursday was you guys... We want you to help us write the town centre plan about how we can regenerate not just the high street but the mini regions of Warsaw. So whether that's Aldridge, Willenhall, um, Allenwell, Darleston, right? That was at the outcome of that meeting. And then after that, we went to go and see Mayor Street's team, who said, we've been looking for on the ground people to help us realize that vision. Right, And they didn't say they wanted to start in Alamar. That would be too spooky. But the one place they did say they wanted to start, they've been told to, is a St. Matthew's Quarter, where we're based at the Vine, right? So you think, Lord, you spoke to us donkeys years ago about this sort of thing, and now the realization of it, because we've utilized the talents you've given us. Next slide. Oh, sorry, before you do that, the other um, interesting um, Occurrence, which has happened as a consequence of, I think, of stepping out, is um, the Black Country LEP is almost like a governance structure over the Black Country with the four local authority leaders and some significant business and education leaders, right? Did I say to you that I was approached to see if I would join the board out of the blue? Well, I had to go through some, submit my CV, And then have an interview. And then, I think it was three weeks ago, they came back and said, Kevin, we'd like you to join the board, right? And it's these guys who have got oversight of the Junction 10 site all the way going up to the back of the land. So we'll be right in almost like the king's chamber knowing their business and hopefully, by the grace of God, informing and influencing what's going on. Talents, yes? Quickly, next slide. So this thing about doing stuff now ahead of the building, that LEP stuff, that working group, is what we're going to be doing for five years. Big vision. Amen. (laughs) So similarly, the next meeting when Lord Way, we went to the Vine to have this discussion about what does it mean on the ground? And one of the things I talked about was can we create more community engagement activities like festivals to celebrate and bring people together? And so we discussed, well, why don't we do stuff like that around the Allenwell estate right us almost going back to the, the estate even though we're here now and creating that sense of community amongst the people of Allenwell yeah okay South Water Group that's the company the sister company of, of where um, John, um, John Oliver works we had a meeting with them they own the Telford International Convention Centre, the same place where Andrew Walmax guys have their annual conference and, and the like. And they've said they will help us put the business plan together for the 1,000-seater um, uh, auditorium activity out of it. And we don't know yet, but maybe, maybe they will be the people that actually run it for us and put the investment in for the facility. But we're starting now. The now is, let's work on the business plan. The now is, let's look at what the festivals look like on the estate. Next one. So, again, this theme about starting now as opposed to waiting for the building to open and us rattling around in an empty building. The health and well-being aspect of what we're doing, yes, it's going to be in the facility, but it is about us working together with um, the health service, and all the associated agencies, um, adult care, and people with mental health issues, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, we've had the meetings with them, and they are very interested about saying we need a facility in the Allenwell Estate. How can we work with you now to lead um, to that um, end result in a few years' time? Keep praying for that. We've got a couple of meetings coming up with, with those key guys. Next one. So. If this is right, that we are to start now rather than start in five years' time, on each of those elements, if our themes are work, live, play, learn, and worship, wouldn't it take, ergo, that we should be looking at what does it mean to have a worshipping community on the Allenwell Estate before the building is up and running, Right? And so we are going to explore what that looks like. Now, I'm not saying we're all going to turn up on, on the Allen Well and start uh, meeting in Grace Academy Dallas, uh, in um, Allen Well School, the ACT. But we might start looking at what does it look like to do, I don't know, an alpha? Or um, uh, some sort of regular, we do prayer anyway, sorry? Cafe, church, something of that nature, as a step of faith, putting our talent into that. Locality, please pray for that because we're prayerfully thinking about that. But the big thing overall, folks, is in some respects, this is defining what the church will look like. We haven't looked, we have to look at all our budgets to say what's the best way now to do church with, with the future in mind. Maybe the way we're doing it at the moment, uh, the staff we've got, um, how we're spending our money will have to change because. Who's going to sort out this Bible college? Who's going to run this church of a 1,000 people? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's start now with the end in mind. Last slide from me in this section. All this might sound like lofty stuff, although I hope you've got an idea of some of the tangibles that have happened as we've stepped out in faith. We, put, we spent some money, that talent, and paid a consultant to look at our ideas And when you'll see um, the challenge we've got in terms of raising some of the funding, which Rachel will talk about in a second, um, these guys have come back and said, it is feasible. It is feasible for us to, based on the vision that we've set out, it is feasible for us to do. It's feasible for us to meet the gap in our funding based on what we've outlined. And that document is there with some clear actions about what we do next. So God has been faithful as we have been faithful. Amen. 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 Just going to watch your video.
2: Exciting, isn't it? We've uh, that little clip has been created so that when—and I say when, not if—when you're doing any raising money and talent stuff, you will be able to use that clip. Paste it onto your pages, whatever you're doing, when you're chatting to people, so that you can use that yourselves. So people know what you're doing. This is the whole thing of us providing some stuff, getting stuff ready and placing tools in your hands. Okay, we don't want to do it all for you because we can't. But we, we've, we've all got, it's, we've all got, have a kit, haven't we? A soldier gets given a kit kit bag and all this stuff the right shoes the right stuff they're going to need to do and that's one of them and um, also the YMCA the one thing that Kev had just missed was there's been a discussion with the YMCA and they have already agreed to do something ahead of time of the building okay because this is all about making sense that we're having stuff in place So, obviously, it then becomes obvious to everybody around the community that we've got to have a building because we've got so much activity going on that we need to house it. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So, on to the cake slice. Okay, so this is the cake, and we've cut it into different slices. We've got to have a pragmatic approach because we need to start somewhere, okay? So this is a suggestion of how it can be split. As a congregation, we've already said that we'll be responsible for 500K, okay? All right. Jot that down, put it in your notes. (laughs) Okay, so 500k. You can see in the little white disc in the corner that we've got 157,000 at the moment. And we praise God and thank God and thank all of those that have given into that. Okay, and we don't take it for granted. We're so thankful. But we need God to bring wisdom to us, to put us in meetings with the right people, and Also, that's not just for us. When I said about you, there are so many of you, and for some of you, you're in, it's in a place of repositioning. God is repositioning you in your jobs, in your circumstances. You need to recognise that this isn't about a disaster. This is a case of God is equipping you for the future even though it might seem at the moment that it doesn't link up. It didn't link up with Lord Way when Kev had said, when he'd spoken and worked with him years ago, but suddenly it does. So the way that God has been equipping you in all of your jobs, that is how he's going to pull all of the stuff together so that we're in the right place, so that we've got the right skills for where we're going in the future, because we're all in it together. Okay, so God's spoken. We've got, um, we've got the fact that um, he's spoken over 323 Wolverhampton Road and to many people for many years, similar promises, different people, but he hasn't forgotten his promise. And from this point of view, it looks massive, doesn't it? But we need to not worry about that because our God is a big God. God. And what he wants to do is he won't share his glory. And he wants it to be evident that when we get it, it's not down to any one of us, but it's down to him. Because when you look at these, you think, man, you don't need me to read them out, do you? They're big. Okay, let's go to the next one. So currently, this year, we've received 17,000 pounds. I'm just going to say, this year, we have received from the congregation (laughs) £17,000. I don't know about you, but I don't necessarily have that kind of money in my general account. So I think that's worth praising God about, don't you? Because that means that there are those of us amongst us that have said, I've had this portion, and I'm choosing to give it to God. I see this vision, and I'm choosing. God said to ones, twos, threes, fours, I want you to give that to that bit there. I'm putting my finger on it. I want you to give that to to the house of God, to the building, okay? We need to increase our giving, so at the moment, we are sitting... May can you see the May figure so we'd aimed for 24 but currently we've got 21 but we're up with our actual giving okay so we're three short than what we thought but we have to bear in mind that we've got people that are couples etc but we're still pressing on but we're 7 we're 7k ahead of target so we just want to um continue to increase our regular givers and encourage you to jump on board with the building we've got another video clip
3: That uh, little graphic was done by, uh, by a lady called Lindsay Wildsmith, who um, she doesn't go to this church, goes to uh, Springs Church. But we've been using some of that talent money into Lynn's putting some of this, this graphic stuff together. So she did the video before the animation and this one. And again, it's another thing to help us focus about what um, the, is set before us. Now, you've heard from Joel, in effect... Um, about the building up. What's God saying to us individually and corporately? right? And we need to contend for that up space, working out individually and corporately what is God saying to us as uh, individuals, as a community around Junction 10, as our uh, stakeholders in Warsaw uh, and beyond. We need to contend for that, and we will be doing that. We heard from Rach about building in, how we can um, resource and help you uh, realize what you've heard from God already, whether that's through the teaching, whether that's through fellowship, whether that's through appropriate challenge. But what about building out? Um, Each of you, as I said, have got a story and a journey. Each of you have got something that God has said. And um, I want to start in the very middle with our little Sophia. Sophia. She she's not here, is she? Ah, oh, bless her. So, so I've I've said it many times before from this place. Little Sophia is our uh, standard bearer for this building project, right? She saw it in faith and took it on herself to say, "I'm going to raise funds for this um, activity." Yeah. She had the up moment. Yeah, but then she also had a sort of in bit. I don't know how she bought the sweets. Did you, how did she buy the principal sweets in the end? Of, was it leftovers? All right. So we somehow equipped Sophia, yes, to um, do the challenge that she felt with a, a vision of the building to come, right? There's a pattern here. And I'm sure when Sophia was doing the task of asking folks to support it, um, Definitely, she was having conversations with with all of you, perhaps at some level, and you were asking, well there's a, a hundred sweets here and that, and the other and I don't know what the prophets are here did she did, did she get any of you tight profits to put any money in the family members and stuff yeah were, were any of the family members yet to know Christ yet okay, now think about it. little Sophia gets a vision of uh, the, the building to come. And in her task and activity, which was resourced by us as the church, by giving us sweets, started to have conversations about why and what she was doing. Right? And I think that is a message for us all today. Right? This ain't just about the building. Right? This ain't just about activity, although it is. It's also about what God has called us to do. And we are launching the talents challenge, not just because we need a few pennies in the building fund, this 500 odd thousand pounds we need to raise, although we do. This ain't Kevin and Joe's and Rachel's vision. If it is, folks, I ain't saying the Lord can't use it because he, he can and will. But I think we'd have missed the mark, right? If this ain't about the collective energy of what God has put in all of us as the body of Christ around Junction 10, right? Joe says the Lord isn't schizophrenic because if he's spoken to you and to you and to you, it is a coherent message. And all we just got to do is bring it into the light and bring it together, right? And Sophia is our example. Now, I've had conversations to try and inspire other folks to say, how does this then relate to us? Because, yes, you could all get your barrels of sweets and ask folks to do it. And, yes, great, you could get some money into the building fund, and fantastic. We'd be very grateful for it. Thank you very much. And we, we might have lots of those type of activities. But can I challenge you to say, actually, what if we could combine the fundraising aspect into our own individual mission aspects as well? Now, I had a conversation with um, Karen Kirk. You know, Karen Kirk sits over here with John, the, the very wise Liverpool supporter, right? Yeah, John up there, yeah? Now, Karen, I don't know if, you, if you're on Facebook, Karen's now got into a running, right? And she's not here today, not because she's running, because she has to work, right? But she's doing a running, right? And so Karen and I had a conversation. Wouldn't it be great, once you get to a certain level, right, is if we as the church as well as resourcing you as a member member of the church, hearing the teaching, having the fellowship, amen, and we'll keep putting our uh, unrestricted funds into that. What if we helped you print a sponsorship form, um, maybe buy you some new uh, running shoes or something, for when you do your sponsored run, which you will then gossip to all those people around you, in the running club, which is now part of, and they start asking questions what you're raising the money for. And her response won't be just, I'm building a church, because some folks think, well, I'm not putting any money into a church, but we're building this area resource center, which is blessing the town, blessing Allenwell, doing all these sorts of things. Can you see how there's a multiple effect? And yes, at the end, hopefully, people will sponsor it, and that money will go into the building fund. Yeah? And Karen says, yes, let's do it. I think, I can't remember where she's at in terms of her fitness level, but she wants to try and do a half marathon at some stage, right? But we as a church have said, as Joe said, we're going to take some of that unrestricted fund, which is sitting in our bank account, which some of you could say, well, why don't we put it all into the building fund and uh, then we'd be closer to our half a million target. And some of you accountants, hands up accountants, might say that, and you'd be very wise. But maybe... You'll be the, the person in the talent who buried their what's-it-in-the-ground, in the right? But we're utilizing. Now, don't, we're not casting, whatever the word is, caution to the wind, right? What we want to do is that we're going to trust you with an investment, right? That investment might be a few pennies to buy some sweets. It might be a few hundred pounds, all depending on what God has called you to do and you will submit those ideas to us and how are we going to do this we're going to one of these forms you're going to go away and have a think and pray and say you know what i'm really good at cooking i'm really good at walking i'm really good at singing i'm really i really struggle with keeping quiet something But the challenge isn't about the money-making aspect of it. The challenge is, how can I use that to align with my calling and mission? Yeah? The current is now in a circle of uh, folks in a running club who I imagine don't know the Lord yet. But potentially, those said same people are the very same people that could be the congregation in five years' time. Can you see that? So we're starting now. We're seeding for that future, right? We've got um, Neil. Neil's in the congregation. Wave your hand, Neil. So Neil and I have been talking for a number of weeks, exploring about his own passion. Now, Neil runs a a fantastic uh, Mexican um, food store on Park Street in the town center. If you haven't been to, to it, I recommend it. His burritos are great. And just be easy on the, um, on the chilies, right? Because they, they can do a bit of a, to your stomach, but fantastic, right? Now, you guys who know Neil, you will know folks know Neil very well. You know his passion is working with, with vulnerable people. He has opened his own home up to people who need accommodation with the YMCA, right? That's a passion. So he's got a passion for business, yeah? He's got a passion for the vulnerable as well and on his heart is that he wants to employ or train the said type of people, right? But at the same time, because we as a church have invested into him spiritually, he sat and listened to the word, he's had fellowship amongst you, we're exploring with, with Neil about, I wonder if we could invest into helping him with that, right? And as He prospers. What's your name your business again? Buenas Burritos. burritos. What if Buenas Burritos had two or three part-time or voluntary work experience type people, right? Hopefully, they will add value to Neil's business operation, right? And Neil will be in a position... To say, as my business has prospered, the benefit of that, plus the principal sum we've put in, could go into the building fund. Right? Think about it. So these are just ideas to try and stretch, right? It ain't just about doing the bake sale. How do this connect with you? Right? So what we want you to do is take one of these forms, go away, fill it in, we're going to get the stewards to put them out, Right? And if you're really struggling for ideas, Linz has done an A to Z of all sorts of ideas you could be doing, right? You take one of those away and think, well, I could do that, right? All sorts of ideas on that one. What's this one? Okay. So there you go. Have a think about it. Yeah? Okay, Joe?
0: Thanks, Cave. Okay, just to, to wrap up then. Have you heard it this morning? Yes. You've not fallen asleep before the songs come on. You've got it. Okay. Um, okay, just then, over this next month, uh, we, we're launching a month of prayer. So from tomorrow, um, you'll see a daily little prayer uh, bites coming on uh, their Facebook. And uh, we'll look to see if we can get them out on I Know as well. There's a, a couple... Next one, that's the first one, so tomorrow you'll see that, at the end of the month you'll see that, and there's another 28 in between as well. And we, we've been looking and we've created some space because we can pray individually, can't we? We've said that there's an individual challenge, but there's also a challenge for us all collectively, so yes, pray individually, but also looking at spaces, so there's tonight, we're going to kick off tonight, yeah? yeah. 630 We've got the Monday night prayer meeting, Emmanuel Church 7.30, and they're going to, on a Monday, look back at the previous weeks and pray to those uh, prayer, prayer requests. We're going to open the church office on a Saturday morning from 7 till 8. So if you want to come 7 till 8 in the morning, you can, no pressure, but the opportunity's there in terms of corporate space. And on Sundays, could you come at quarter past 10 and pray in the library? and praying to this together could we do that creating this space as I was looking at this just going back to the the parable of the talents in the in the message version this is how this is how they say it then the master said if you knew i was after the best why did you do less than the least the least you could have done would have been to invest the sum with the bankers where at least i would have gotten a little interest Take the 1,000 and give it to the one who has risked the most and get rid of this, play it safe, who won't go out out on a limb. It's quite stark, that, isn't it? But that's the challenge to us. We've been given all that we could need and more. And the challenge for us is to now put that to work. And for each one of us to hear the calling, to catch how we can use our individual gifts and talents to see... This resource centre built for the people of Allenwell, Warsaw. the country, the world. Yeah, because that's another word for us about our calling. Yes, we called to Allenwell in that space, but it's beyond that as well. We're going to sing our, our closing song today. And please do take a talents challenge, challenge sheet. If you're not electronically minded and you prefer paper, then all the... 30 prayer little bites are on there as well. So you can take one of those with you today. So you can take one of those. You can take the fundraising ideas and you can take the Talents Challenge uh, application form as well. Shall we stand as we sing together? Thank you for your attention today. Thank you for listening and taking it in. Any questions, come and see Rach, Kev, myself. And, um, and do we believe that God's going to bless this? this challenge yes great let's sing
2: then